Welcome back to Mishnayomi. We are here at the very last two Mishnayos of Masechta's Klayim. Nine Parakim in a Masechta, one of the most difficult Masechtas in all of Sisei Sidri Mishnah. What a Masechta this has been. We have learned so much. Let us begin with Perak Tess, Mishnah Tess, and Mishnah Yud. Says Mishnah Tess, Levodim Asurim Neshem Shu'um. Felts made out of wool and linen are forbidden because they are smooth. Now, although we mentioned in the previous Mishnah, you, uh, a, in order to be Osir, the Araisa, Mita Araisa, needs to be Tovi Va'orug, and the fa- fabric has to be spun and woven and smooth together. That's actually where the word shotness comes from, right? Shua Tovi Venuz. However, Mita Rabbanan, the Rabbanan came along, the rabbis came along, and he forbade even a mixture that had one of these. Either it was spun together, woven together, or smooth together. So felt, the way they would make them, they'd take wool and linen, and they'd smooth them out. Essentially, they would beat them very uh, hard, and they'd beat them into, in a way until finally the, the, the fibers would sort of stick together. And that is smoothing, which then makes the osur midarabanan. Pivishal tzemr shel pishtan osur. If you have a border of wool attached to a garment of linen, that too is shot. Because that looks like the, um, it's, it surrounds it, it strengthens it like a weave. It's like it's woven together. They had these purple woolen belts. Those two are forbidden. Why? Because the wearer would take uh, some sort of some sort of uh, tack of some sort and tie it to the belt to the waist so it wouldn't fall off. And then you'd have a, a woolen belt and a linen rope and that would be tied together and therefore it's no longer considered two separate garments. Lastly, a person cannot tie a strip of wool to a strip of linen in order to strap it around his waist. So think of a belt. The top of the belt is wool. The bottom of the belt is linen. And the middle of it is leather. Now, although the wool and linen, the wool and linen are not t- are not tied together because there's leather in the middle of it, one is not allowed to have a belt like this because when you get to the edge ends of the belt, you then tie a knot at the end of the belt, and then you have the wool and linen touching each other. Thus, you end up with a case of shotness. Mishnah Yud, the final Mishnah. Labels of weavers and labels of launderers. Think about when you used to go to camp many, many, many years ago, and your mother always put, or maybe your father, or maybe you, or maybe they didn't. Always put a label on every single article of clothing, and somehow you still came back with half of what you owned, and you came back with other people's clothing, and the article said your name on it. Yossi Katz. You cannot, you cannot use a um, a wool or a linen um, label on a the opposite gender uh, garment. That would also be an issue of claim because you're going to use a thread to go through the wool and linen uh, uh, through the label into the clothes, and that ties it all together. Now. Well, now that we said this, let's describe what exactly is the minimum shear in order to have klayim. If you stitch two pieces of clothes together, you have a piece of wool and a piece of linen, and you stitch it together by just taking a needle and passing it through the garment just once, that's not considered klayim because it's going to unravel very quickly. Likewise, one who undoes that on Shabbos is putter, and also the Mishnah doesn't say it, but one does it and ties it together like that on Shabbos, you're also putter because that is not that is not permanent. You're just putting the needle through the uh, through the garment once. However, if you pass it through once, then you make that loop with the needle and pass it through again, so the two ends of the string are now on the same side. Now we're talking. That is a real chibor. Uh, although there is definitely an opinion, a strong opinion found out there that you actually have to tie it. Afterwards, because then it really is a mechuber, then it really is tied together. But the mission does not mention that. 
the Mishum Klayim. Now you are a Chayim because of Klayim. Um, it's a Hebrew when it comes to Tumah, by the way, in order to have a, a minimum size garment of Shear of Tumah. So if you tie two things that are too small for Tumah together in this fashion, by putting a needle through, passing it through again, and tying the edges together, or at least having them next to each other, then it's Mekabal Tumah. And likewise, someone who does that in Shabbos is Chayim. Yudah says, no, no, not two times, but you have to do it a third time, pass it through once, then pass it through again, then pass it through a third time, so now the stitches are on opposite side. Last case, in the Misechta, Hasak Vakupa, Mistarfin Likloyim. You have a sack and a box, and attached to the sack is wool, and attached to the box is linen, and you and you sew those together, then the whole thing becomes Kloyim, even though the wool and linen are, are separated by the box or the sack, but we look at it as all one big garment, and therefore it all becomes Klayim. Hadrin Allah Masechdas Klayim. We have now concluded and finished the Mishnayas Masechdas Klayim, and I look forward to a Chazara, and then picking up with Masechdas Shviyas. How apropos in the, this year of Shemitah, Masechdas Shviyas tomorrow. Everyone should have a wonderful day.